Are you ready? Yep. Okay. All right, so we're continuing here in Kuntus Achrin, page 312, Dav Kuf Nun Vav Last time we met, it's heavily Kabbalah stuff, and we're going to take out of it as much as we can. But we made the distinction between the Esrig and Mitzvah's Mysias, physical mitzvahs, and <coughs> the um, Havana of Torah. Remember, he made a, a chilek between Tefillah and Torah, then in Tefillah you could actually change the Mitzvah. You can take somebody who's ill, and in Tefillah they become cured, whereas in, in Mitzvah it happens, but you don't see it. Then he now goes into a shmuz about the fact that when a person holds an esrog, he's mekayim a mitzvah gashmi, that it is the most powerful direct connection to godliness that's possible. Even more so than what he's now going to discuss in understanding the inner secrets of the mechanics of the world. So we are mamish halfway through page 312. In the old Tanyas. That wouldn't be 310. Right. So, the the line ends with the acronym for Masha Enken. Okay? So, what he's saying here is like this. That when it comes to a person's deepest understanding of the inner workings of the world, of the, the Elomis and all that kind of stuff, there cannot be understanding of essence. All there can be is understanding of existence. Since it's Chabad, let's give a marshal. The marshal would be, you could meet a person. You can talk to them. You can get to know their, their the things that they like, the things that they don't like, their, their gifts, their hobbies, their wisdom. Essence, the person themselves doesn't know their essence. For sure, another person can't get to know their essence, right? So how much more so when we're dealing with godliness, that we're dealing with stuff that's so out there that we can all, the best we can do is know that it exists. What it is, we cannot know. Masha Enkin, when we're involved in the mitzvah, Maisi, <coughs> we should understand that that esrig, the minute it becomes a cheftzah mitzvah, the minute, uh, when it's laying in the box before you did anything with it, it's nothing. But the moment we we fulfill with it the will of Hashem, it has the essence of godliness within it. There, there he's continuing but in that theme. We only do this for one week. We do tefillin on a daily basis. No, he's, not, he's not diminishing or he's talking about the, the difference in, in nature. Okay. And this is going to be what we're going to continue doing for the next few weeks. He's going to be peeling an onion. Okay. We're just layer after layer after layer. Masha Enkin. When a person delves into the depths of the order of the the chain of command as far as creation goes, even if you're brilliant and you learn through all the Sifri Kabbal and you get to know all the details, like Adif Mitzad Atzmoy, the learning itself is not any better kilimud ha-mitzvahs as is learning Shulchan Aruch and the details of learning mitzvahs because there, when you're learning 
the the halachas of the mitzvahs shemasik v'toyfes hamahus. When you learn and understand and really get it, ilchas tefillin, ilchas mezuzah, whatever it might be, and you really get it, your mind is now occupied by the mitzvah itself and every aspect of it, and there you're getting the real the real deal. Shalom Aleichem. Baruch Mechayim Esim. There's a bracha when you see somebody who's been through what you... It says, Berich Rachmana, that uh, returned you to us instead of to uh, delivering you elsewhere. <coughs> okay. Oh, and then he adds another thing. Not only is it as if your mom is holding Hamahus, the essence of this godliness, but there's another thing. Remember, there's a Maimon Lakut Terry where he talks about this. Let's say a person has a very strong connection to the mitzvah of Sukkah, but it's in the middle of December. And you're yearning for Sukkah. Now, you go out into a Sukkah, you're a moron, aside from everything else. You might as well go under a truck. But the the <laughs> too soon. <laughs> but if you sit down and learn Hilchasuka, Mala Olavakosov, the Torah considers it as if you fulfilled the mitzvah Sukkah. That's what he says now. Mala Olav Kilu Mamish. It's as if he literally fulfilled the mitzvah. When a person studies the details of a mitzvah, and due to the fact that they are graspable, meaning. When you're dealing with these lofty concepts with this Seder Stalshalist with all of it, even if you're the greatest Makubal in the world, all you can know is that it exists. The nature of it, the details of it, all of it. As much as a person can reach, you can't see a neshama, you can't feel a neshama, you certainly can't feel and, and meet the Rabbi Shalala. But an Esrig you can meet, a, a Lulav you can meet, a, a Mezuzah you can see, all those things are fully graspable. The Chazal Darshan that Kola Oisip Yitarius Oila Kila Mikravaila. We could be in Golus, we could be Tame, we could be in Chutzlaritz, we could be on the wrong day, but if we're learning the Torah of Oila, it's as if we brought a Karmaila. He says, however, Elishid, I don't want to dismiss learning Kabbalah and understanding the structure of all those things. I want you to fully understand and grasp that learning these deep Kabbalistic concepts of understanding the structure of the world and all that kind of stuff, it's a great and exalted mitzvah. He's going to tell us in a minute which mitzvah it is. <laughs> so he keeps on flipping back and forth. I want you to know that learning that type of Torah of Kabbalah is more than, it's greater than learning and doing all the mitzvahs. How? Because there's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, You got to get to know God. You got to get to know as much as you can possibly know about the Rebbein Shalom. We're mechuyiv to reach as far as we possibly can. It's a mitzvah deiraisa. Ramchal goes bonkers with this. Talking about where is the Ayla Matayra? Why are they ignoring this mitzvah? As he says, get to know God. Ah, you can't. Do as much as you can. So that's an independent mitzvah. What's more, 
this particular mitzvah of learning the divrei kabbalah and on, on the spooky stuff brings a person to wholesomeness of the heart. So it gives a little glimpse into what they were doing and why they were learning this stuff. Why don't you work on your midos? Right? Why don't you learn some Musa? He's saying, this is if you learn seriously about godliness, it will bring a person to perfection. What's more, Shahua Iker, because if you want, if somebody were to say to us, why are we practicing all this Judaism stuff and everything? We should understand that the goal of all of it is to get to know the Rabbi Nishleilam. That's the goal. Ve'asogas Hametzius, the fact that we can grasp any element of it, hulahavshit migashu. You got to remember one thing, and and there are, the Reb Chaim Vital writes about this in the Hagdama to Eitz Chaim with severe terms that there are people who took Kabbalah and started understanding it in physical forms and whatever. He says that is absolutely forbidden. It's lahavshit migashmius. It's to remove it from any physical form. But, here we go, we're flipping back. Rak, shizuhu mitzvah mitaryag. Knowing God is one of the 613 mitzvahs. But there are another 612. Goes back to that story that my, my brother Ephraim was in Kailal in, in Chicago. It was Erev Shavuos. And the Kailal was mostly made up of Rabbanim. So, he says, as they're walking out, my brother says, just remember that on Shavuos we were given 612 mitzvahs in addition to the mitzvah of learning Torah. Rabbi Zevkon stopped in his tracks and said, what did you say? <laughs> See, he repeated it. And he said, I never ever, th- for us in Yeshiva, Shavuos was always about learning Torah. It never occurred to me that Shavuos is a celebration of 613 mitzvahs. His Joshua the next day in Shavuos, he said, I heard the most amazing thing from Rabbi Ephraim Torsky, that Shavuos, we were given 613 mitzvahs. Right? So here he's saying this. Yeah, learning Kabbalah and all the secrets is one of the 613 mitzvahs. But we all need to fulfill all 613 mitzvahs. Now he's kicking back into the Kabbalistic language. Because all the mitzvahs in their physical forms are the closest thing that we're going to get to the Ishtalshlis of the essence of Chitzonis HaKelem of Datsilos. It's the closest way we're going to reach sheer godliness. And the Therefore, I want to encourage you that we need to learn. We should learn Sefer HaChinuch. We should learn the Rambam Sefer HaMitzvahs. We should learn all 613 mitzvahs. And to whatever degree, Vikiyuman Bipoil Mamish, we should fulfill whichever ones we can. In Golis, it's difficult. And we should do them, Bimachshava Vidibaru Maisa, in thought, in speech, and in action. Shehein, they correspond to Bria Yitzira Asiya, to these three worlds. Interesting, this is this mamish fits like a glove with the Divrachim that we're learning now and with the Lukutatari that we learned last week because we are called upon through Machshova Dibramaisa to elevate and to select the sparks of Kedusha that are in all physical things.
Now, another layer of the onion is coming off. Another thing. In truth, the selection, the elevation of these sparks that takes place in these three lower worlds, Miresh Peches, from the 288 sparks of Kedusha. We were talking about this, I get so confused now because we're doing these different shirim. So I don't remember which were, when, when we spoke about this. I think it was maybe in the Lukutatera last week. The fact that Torah gives us the opportunity and the ability to elevate these 288 sparks in speech, in thought, and in action. Top of the next page. It says, I want you to understand that those sparks that are in that esrig, that are in the hide of that animal that's going to turn into our twillin, that's in the, the mezuzah, that's in the, the Shabbos Kiddush wine, they come from their source at a higher place, Menefesh Ruach Neshama Shabbatim. We need to understand that all of those other Dvarim Gashmiim that are going to be turned into mitzvahs come from a higher place than do even the neshama of a person. Why? Because remember, there's four tzirufim of shame havaya. Depending on how you fill in the letters of yud and then hey and then vav and then hey, whether you fill it with aleph or yud, there's four different ways. And this form is the shame samach gimel. Shebepnimius of Adam Kadwin that comes from the deepest place of Adam Kadwin, again a Kabbalistic term. But Neshama, whereas the world of the souls, they come from the world of Tikkun, meaning the Nitzitzis, as we were discussing the other day come from Eilam Atayu, which is the Shem Samach Gimel, which is higher or precedes the Eilam Atikun. The Neshama is from Eilam Atikun. So when a, when a person is able to dabble and to elevate the sparks that came from this preceding world, they're able to propel themselves, which is Mamash Tachlis Hayiridus and Neshama to this world. Why would the Rebbe take a neshama and put it into a physical world? It's because he's able to elevate his neshama to a place that the neshama could not have reached because the neshama is created in this Eidam Atikun, but through his involvement with the elevation of these sparks, he's able to propel himself to this place of the Shem Samach Gimel. And therefore, and the, the, uh, the reason that the Nefesh Ruch Neshama and Eidam Atikun is somehow inferior is because it's only a ray from the forehead, just a ray. Again, using this Kabbalistic term of Adam Kadman, whereas we're gonna, what he's going to talk about is the Dvarm Gashmim come from the Enayim themselves. Thank you very much. When we're talking about all this, I'm talking about this. When we're talking about the Nitzites is from Eidam Atayu. This comes from the seven kings that existed before there ever was a king for Klai Yisrael. And he answers the fundamental question that everybody asks. This is the reason that a person comes to life by eating food. We're either drinking water 
salt. Some people, Rahman al-Islam, eat vegetables. They, they can eat fleshings, right? Umivariran, and we elevate them. Bimem Hei with our Nishama that comes from Aylamatikum. What's going on here? Why would the Nishama receive sustenance from the Nishama is the highest, the Madaba, right? You have Nef, you have Daimim Tsameachai, the inanimate, the things that grow, the living animals, and the human being. How does the human being receive his sustenance? By lowering himself to those things? What kind of sense does that make? See, he says, no, it's not true. We are sustained by the sparks of Kedusha that exist in those things because all of those physical things come from this higher world, and that's really, it's not by bread alone that man lives. says the results by the chius that's in the food that man receives his sustenance. And that chius comes from a higher place than the neshama itself comes, as he's explaining, that's why we have to eat food. The because they come from a greater, higher, deeper place than does the neshama itself. Another reason that was another reason about the depth, the greatness of Gashmias over the explicit spiritual ruchniyastika things. Furthermore, five lines down. The pastor clearly says, He can't see my face. The Pneumius cannot descend into this world. Only its externality. And that which is the, the shell, the backside. Torah is the Nevelis, the, are the things that fall off of the tree of the highest wisdom. Now he makes a, a, a very dangerous comparison. He says, what are, you, what are you talking about in Dibritera? Dibritera, best case scenario, is communicated with speech. The other way is through thought, right? It's Chachma. Speech and thought cannot produce life. There's another thing that comes from the brain, other than thought. And that is that Chazal tell us that the droplet of semen travels from the brain through the spine. That also comes from the brain. Okay? The difference is, Machshava and Dibur are the two inner forms. We would think that they're the two higher forms of human existence. Whereas Misa, an action, is able to re- reproduce life. You could think about um, recreation all day long, and it ain't going to recreate anybody. It requires a Misa. Now, the same thing he's telling us here, everything that happens in this world is only a marshal for what takes place in the worlds above. So there's a level in the worlds above where there's a distinction between which is the Machshava and the Dibur, and Maisa Mitzvahs, which can recreate godliness in this world. Okay? But again, you got to understand that we're dealing with Meshalem here, Chas Meshalem, to attribute to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Anything like this, you got to be out of your mind. So look, look at it inside. 
The line begins with Oid. Va'id Zais. Somebody who's talking about the greatest forms of the highest wisdoms. It can't give birth. Yet. The droplet. That is drawn from these vessels, meaning the physical mitzvahs. That is what gives birth. And what's most critical is that which is able to create physicality, as we discussed the other day in, in the, the Nisbach, in the Kutatera, the only thing that creates something physical, yesh has to be something which is a complete skip. It's called, he has a word, a Kurdish word for it, it's dilug. Meaning, there's a say to Hishtalshah, there's a normal order, Yitzira. Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya. There's a normal. It's it's like a, the mushal he gave is you could have the the person with the best capacity of explanation that you've ever seen in the world, okay. And despite his power of explanation, you'll never be able to hold the, the explanation in your hand because they're not be'erach klal. They're not. You can't hold ideas in your hand. Okay, so how can Gashmias come into being? It's such a leap from godliness that required this leap of the Eilamatayu. Okay, so when we're holding on to something Gashmias, that creation of Yeshmiayin is the ability to recreate something completely new, namely the physical world. That's the muscle of the tipa, of the droplet that's able to recreate life. It's inclusive in that. What he's saying is the, the child has DNA of his parent. Don't we know that all too well? Right? Mirror, mirror on the wall. I am my father after all, right? It contains... Components of that chachmila. Because in it is the essence of that highest wisdom. That doesn't happen in speech or in thought. Even if you completely wrap your mind around any idea, let's analyze thought. Thought is an active component of the mind. The mind is a component of the Mahus HaNefesh. So when you want to talk about the most brilliant thinker, his thoughts are still two steps, two steps away from his essence. Veharaya, the proof that they bring, is Einstein was a very brilliant man. His ideas are still around, and his brain is in a jar somewhere. He's long dead, and his, and his ideas still live, along, live, continue to live. There's a complete separation between them. So, that's what he's saying here. This wisdom, it's only a step away from the power to think. The essence of seichel, shebenefesh. And this ability to think, it's only a one form of a garment of the 
essence of the seichel. And the seichel itself is only one form of expression. So it's, it's so far removed from the essence. But when you're talking about the droplet of life, when, when life is reproduced, there's only one way to reproduce life. And in it is the essential DNA of life itself is in the Gashmias of that Tipa. And that's why we are so similar to our parents, because it has in it the essence, the essential building blocks of the parent. But that's in the Devagashmi. You can talk your way, you can, you can talk about somebody all you want. It's not going to reproduce him. You can't clone them. Now, this, this he's going to explain here a, a major yesayed without saying it. Why is it that in Birchus Krishna we spend a whole section talking about the angels? I find them in the Charis HaKadosh and they say Kodesh, Kodesh. And then the, the, the angels here do. Is there anything in Shema that talks about the angels? Why are we talking about the angels? So he's going to explain it now without saying it. This is the difference between the service performed by the angels. That are produced by these heavenly kisses. To the neshamas that come out from the kalim themselves. Right? The Kalim of Atsilas become the Neshama for the other three worlds. He says, I want you to understand that the best we're going to do in creating love and awe to the best of our ability, okay? We're going to work at it really hard. Spend, you know, do it like the old they spend an entire hour before dominating pondering God's existence to work up the love and the fear. The best that's going to be is Henkim Alochim. The best they'll be is like an angel. The Nishikin that are created, Nishikin Meha'aris Chitsainius de Chabad they're going to be from some external illumination of that, the wisdom component. The reason that this is required is because the essence of the inner energy in Yechelis Galas it has to come through these the physical world. It can't go through the orderly, normal process. Because you can't get to that panemius without it. So, now he's making a distinction between kiyoma mitzvahs and pondering godliness. Pondering love, pondering fear, all those... And again, he said earlier, it's a mitzvah. But it doesn't come close to the fulfillment of a mitzvah or even the learning of the details of the mitzvah. 
And in addition to that, even if some, remember he mentioned earlier in Sefer Tani that every generation has a few neshamas from Atzilus. The best that a person can do through creating their own yearning and their own love and their own fear and so on is going to be a yearning from below to above, Bisarusa Delisata, which is going to result in a yearning to escape. He says, I want you to understand that that is not a positive. That is a departure. It's a yearning to depart. Whereas, but if we want to talk about bringing the Rebbein Shalom from above to below, who are you That happens only through the fulfillment of action mitzvahs. To bring the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the kalim of this world, and in these external, what appear to be completely external, physical things. Because the externality of that which is above comes into this world, and that which is internal below is elevated above. That there's a or, proper order. Both are required. We need to have yearning from below. But it, it's never allowed to end there. There has to be a draw from above. As he said, by using the physical world, yearning for HaKadosh Baruch with the love, with the fear, then you have both the yearning from below to above and bringing the Rebbein Shalom into the Bebchines of the Umilula in action and in speech. That's the goal of all this. Lizgalus are Elian Lamata to reveal the light up above here in this world. Viloilalis Atakhtan Lamala, the goal is not to uplift this world to above. Shazaina Lafisha, because even if a person could do it, it'll be temporary. That's the advantage of Shabbos and Yom Kippur. He says that the danger of having just the yearning will be a uh, emptying of these um, He says, now let's put this into physical terms. Our spiritual components, our nefesh, our ruach, our neshama, ligabe gufay, in relation to our bodies, they are considered the ur that are in the kli. The body is the kli, and they are the ur. And they're supposed to stay in the kli. And I want you to understand that intellectual love and intellectual awe and fear, that's the same comparison to mitzvahs, ma'asiyas, u'lechein, espal, ma'ashra, ben, tefilas, 
Kiminian Veschanan. For this reason, Moshe Rabbeinu pleaded and begged with prayers. The minion, the numerical value of the word Veschanan, Akil Mitzvus Maisidav. He desperately wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. Why did he want to go? Because he wanted to fulfill the physical mitzvahs. For Huadin, the same applies. We can't do many of the mitzvahs today. But Lidibur Gashmishalchasayim, the same applies to the physical speech of their halachas. Take it up from here in Mitzvashem next week. So what's the...